another episode of Drunk on Drama. I'm one of your hosts, Miles, and today I'm joined by my other hosts, Josh. Hello, this is not a horror movie. <laughs> and and Chris. Hello, this is not a horror movie. <laughs> if you guys haven't gathered, this one is not a horror movie because silly me, I thought the story of a murderer would be a horror movie. And apparently it is not. <laughs> you say that sarcastically. How many how many examples would you like? <laughs> That's not the case. How many movies where m- people get murdered? I mean, it's not a horror movie. But it's called People story get murdered of a in murderer. Sherlock Holmes. It's not a fucking horror movie. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> to be fair though, it doesn't say murder in the title of them. Though. Murder on Orient Express, I guess there's there's one. Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> Yes, <movie>. my <laughs> Perfume. But you more than read the title. You watched the film. You witnessed that it wasn't a horror movie, yeah. and then tried to convince us that it was. I thought like I was. It was a long time ago that I watched it. I remembered it as a horror movie, and it is not really. It's perfume, the story of a murderer, and uh, yeah, it's it's a movie from I think it said two thousand six. So what's that smell? It smells like <laughs> up dog. <laughs> What's up, dog? Yeah. Not much, dog. <laughs> Here we are. Um, so before we get into perfume, the not horror movie. Oops. Uh, we need to talk about some spooky things that we did lately. Chris, you got anything? Yeah, um, I do. I just watched. Um, I watched two movies actually. Since the last time we recorded, I watched uh, Annihilation from Alex Garland. Um, it's a sci-fi film with like heavy horror elements kind of sprinkled in. Um, and it's got some truly like terrifying moments. Uh, highly recommend that. I love like sci-fi horror blend. I think that's such a great like event horizon alien the first alien like those type of movies just hit i even liked that one life with ryan reynolds and jake gyllenhaal even though that thing was fucking god (laughs) (laughs) that that alien was the worst but um, uh it wasn't great but that was alien but an amoeba instead of a cool alien yes um but yeah annihilation definitely check it out i watched it on paramount plus that's what's on right now um, and, uh, definitely worth the watch. Alex Garland also did ex machina and men, which I thought is his weakest, but still interesting. Um, and then the men. other movie, men, um, men. the other movie, that name is enough to just like conjure dread. <laughs> men. Um, the other movie that is much more traditional slasher. Um, but it was a re, a reboot of a horror movie that I actually have never seen. Have you guys seen the town that dreaded sundown? I actually Sunset. really like that movie. Yeah, I know what it is. I've never seen it. I haven't seen the original, but I did watch the reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reboot is different. The story is different. Yeah. And I did like it. I felt like it ran a little long, but um, some pretty solid kills. The killer was pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, third act wasn't the best, but I feel like that's most slashers. Uh, 
My so, problem, like, I've seen that movie twice, knowing what the twist was the second time, and even knowing what the twist is, there's no way to predict it. Like, there's no way. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, ooh, fool Jen. It's like, you didn't fool me if you didn't give me the clues. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that movie other than that, though. Yeah, so, I mean, it just was... Uh... It was a late night watch, not one that I had to like pay 100% attention to. I could play Marvel Snap on my phone and get to watch the kills. <laughs> um, it was just funny though, like it's a very like tropey slasher where it's like he kills people who go out to the lovers lane to make out in their car. And like multiple people get killed out there and it's just it's just kind of funny. It's it seems like something it's one of those killers that's pretty avoidable, <laughs> you know? Um, so anyways, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing horror wise. What about you guys? Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I haven't been doing much. I am literally covered in horror drip right now though. I got a sweet Halloween shirt on. Ooh, yeah. So does Miles. Not matchy, but close. Yeah. I got I got Dracula pajama pants on and I'm rocking Jason Voorhees socks, Yo. so I'm all covered up. Yeah. <laughs> My boy is kitted. Yeah, yeah, all all decked out. So that's that's all I got. I haven't had time to watch anything really. I also have apparel things. Uh, I'm wearing a shirt that's a Halloween shirt. It's pretty dope. And I went on the dreadedwish.com and I bought I think it's eighteen. 18- horror movie shirts at this point but i bought one and it turned out looking great so i just picked the same store and i bought all of these other ones and they all turned out really good i got like pinhead and shit and i got the nurses from silent hill that that one i'm pretty excited about so yeah all kinds of really cool shirts from wish.com believe it or not these ones turned out okay my girlfriend bought one from a different store on there didn't work out for her but (laughs) there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) I do have something horror adjacent. Miles, remember last time you came to visit, we partook of some stuff, and then we watched uh, that movie X-Rays? X-Ray, yeah. (laughs) The horror movie. It was actually pretty fucking fun. The main actress in that, that we've never seen in anything else, I saw her in another movie yesterday. Really? Uh, I had to look it up. Ben made me watch part of it, and it was awful. It was like a Conan the Barbarian knockoff. And it's like she's an 80s Playboy bunny in real life, and they were just like, you can act. The movie was just all tits. It was nothing but tits. Well, hell yeah. It it was called, like, Death Slayer or something (laughs) like that. And that's the boob report. Part one of many. I was like, where do I I know this girl from? So I looked up uh, IMDb, and I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) X-Ray. She's best known for (laughs) X-Ray. Oh, no. That was her breakout hit. I've never even heard of this movie. Yeah, we just we kind of played TV roulette and landed on it. And of course, it was the one thing we didn't record the whole time I was up there. <laughs> we um, should do it on the show sometime. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, and then I did two other things too. Um, I watched The Fog the same way that Chris watched his movie, in that I was playing on my phone most of the time. Uh, the old one or the original? Yeah. The original one. A good call. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. The reboot yes. was freaking butt garbage. The movie was called Death Stalker, by the way. Death Stalker. Ah. That sounds like a winner. Look at this shit. 
Oh my god. <laughs> that actually looks awesome to me. Yeah. Is it <laughs> half as cool as the like. post? <laughs> <laughs> no. There was a pig faced man. It was, that part was pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah. I do kind of want to watch that now you showed me that picture. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> It's like cat it's on tube. That's catnip for miles. <laughs> well, since we just do whatever, I'll declare it a horror movie and we can watch <laughs> it next you. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll take the I'll I'll take the beating on this. I deserve. There's it. murders, Miles. I saw a lot of people get killed. But it wasn't co- anyway. So yeah, they. Uh, the other thing I watched was Event Horizon, which we just mentioned. Oh, uh, for the first time, I watched a, it. That's a coincidence because I don't think you said that to us in the chat. I did not. No, I kept that one close uh, to the chest. It was interesting you brought it up. But yeah, brutal movie. It's. I feel like I saw it when I was a kid. Like, so, like when he's crawling around in the vents and shit, like, and Ooh. it's just so much, like, microchip. The whole vents are just microchips. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> shit, it, it struck a bell. It was the same era of my life as I saw Cube. So it was just a lot of Cube. inner mazes. But the... Uh, There's, like, flashes of a blood orgy or something like that in that movie. Yep, yep. A- and they just hired real porn stars <laughs> to fuck on film. So those people are really boning. Huh, Interesting. <laughs> they're like would you mind if we dumped a bunch of blood all over you and you guys just got it on and they were like yeah sure <laughs> my chief complaint about that movie is i hated the ending i hated it i don't even remember how it ends i blocked it out of my mind but i remember being like this is bullshit <laughs> this movie was so good up to this point what the fuck <laughs> but i don't remember how it ends anymore but i was very upset about it but otherwise i loved it i thought sam neil was great it has our other boy in it sean pertwee the chief from uh, Dog Soldiers. Ah, oh, me guts. Oh, yeah, he was in it. That's right. Ah, oh, me guts. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That movie All just turned classic. 21, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yep. I have seen, I don't know if I brought it up on the show. I've been to a lot of movie stores lately. I have seen two copies of Dog Soldiers on Blu-ray for six bucks, and I didn't buy them. Oh. And I should have and oh. mailed them to you so you can see what the movie looks like instead yes. of one, just a grainy link. If I go back, uh. I'm going to buy them up. <laughs> I, I will definitely rewatch that one. I feel like that movie would rock if I could tell what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's When you were like, it's it's Predator meets Werewolf in London. I was like, I'm fucking no. in. <laughs> <laughs> Except it looks like a fucking sci-fi original movie <laughs> that i don't is... think it looks bad at all i think it looks pretty good it, it's not its fault though it, it's because it's british so it has the budget of a, like an episode of doctor who <laughs> that <laughs> is true. very true that's what it looks like it could be a doctor who episode with werewolves and it's the guy who made the descent like that was his baby was that movie so you know anyway we've talked about dog soldiers go back and listen to it it's still one of my favorite movies backlog um, but what what is I, a good movie, I dare to say, that is not a horror movie, is Perfume. You guys want to start talking about that. Uh, the main reason I'm drawn to this movie is because I have the best nose of anybody I've ever met. So I kind of related to the character in some ways and that I can just, I can smell the wind in a mile in the distance. I can track somebody. Nobody has the nose that this man has. He's a goddamn super <laughs> He is a super villain. Um, <laughs> There's literally a scene 
where he stands atop a mountain, <laughs> breathes in, and it like goes across the countryside <laughs> and fetches a scent for him. It was nuts. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is full of some twists and fucking turns it's first of all oh. the chief complaint anyone can have is that it's not a horror movie but the second one is that it's two and a half hours long three if you're watching on pluto tv which i did yeah. also yeah. i would call i would describe this movie as reverse prince of egypt like <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe this, and we'll get to why later. But <laughs> but baby born in fish guts, what's the yeah, difference? It was the grossest fucking scene. Every single bit of it was disgusting for numerous different reasons. <laughs> like, I was like, I hope the whole movie's not like this. This is fucking awful. The sound effects were disgusting. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, this is why, rough. like, you go into it. I remember the beginning was really gross and gruesome. It's the birth yeah. of this kid. What's the main character's name? Is Jean Baptiste? He's a pretty cool name, huh? Yeah. yeah, I said he has a pretty cool name. Yes, yeah, Jean Baptiste, which means John the Baptist. So Jean Baptiste is uh, born in fish guts. His mom is just Ew. yeah. She's like a fisherman's daughter who got knocked up. It's over. It's it's narrated. By John Hurt. John John Hurt, yeah, Dude. also from Doctor Who. This uh, from Hellboy. And, and he's like, Pear like smell has always been around. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but there was no stinkier of a place than seventeen hundreds Paris. <laughs> and they're in a fish market, and this pregnant lady just drops to the ground, fires out a kid, cuts the umbilical cord with a dirty knife kicks it into a pile of fish guts and goes back to work. It was so fucked up <laughs> in so many levels. And bro, I was like, I was trying to figure out with the narrating going on. I was like, this is conjuring. Uh, what, what's the, what's the film that you mentioned, Josh? Um, big fish, big fish. Big fish yes. yes, it is. It's like big fish. Like all this, like four gump S stuff happens to this kid. And then he just starts killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much. So the kid pretty much instantly gets sold into slavery. Pretty much instantly. And he's No, 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 no. Another disturbing thing orphanage happens. For oh, the orphanage. Can't forget the orphanage. If, <laughs> this kid is just, like, left for dead. And that I felt really disturbed because that was clearly a real baby. Yeah. And, and, and he had just sit in that grossness. Yeah, I don't care if it was fake. But the baby gets carted away to an orphanage, and the other orphans are just like, fuck this baby. Kill him. And literally show you kids smothering a baby. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> Not a horror movie. Um, <laughs> I did love when the baby snatched that kid's finger, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then sniffed it. <laughs> so freaking weird. The kids were supposedly, they can detect the evil, which is why they tried to kill him. It wasn't for nothing, but, and there was also no room to put the baby. There were so many kids. So, uh, get saved by the mistress of the orphanage. And then the mistress of the orphanage sells him to a tanner, I believe is who it is. He like deals in leather, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, for not much money. 
and then begins the theme of this movie is that um, we forgot to mention mom got hanged for kicking a baby into fish guts. <laughs> and then the next person he interacts with is this lady at the orphanage. And as soon as she gets the money and walks away from the kid, she gets robbed and murdered. And it's like everybody this guy comes in contact with for any period of time just dies. And it's kind of funny when it becomes predictable. At first, you're just like, oh, I, really, I didn't really put that on him. I I guess they do kind of imply that. Yeah. But I just put it as like, them's was the times. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't don't walk around with money. You get your throat slit in the streets. Yeah. It, there are parts of it where it's like, we'll, we'll get to it, where it's, I feel like it's very, like, they're going through rhythms of it. But so uh, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's working for a tannery. The guy's bald and he's not very nice. And um, one day as he gets older, he smells a lady. Really good yep. smelling lady. and The best smell he's ever smelt. Yes. Could it possibly be the basket full of peaches she's carrying? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's carrying peaches. She tries to sell him one and he just stares at her. He Supposedly he doesn't know how to talk at this point. He's in his 20s. And... Um, so he There's like something real off about this guy, and I mean the actor, not the. <laughs> <laughs> not the he seems like he might be a little like that in real life. <laughs> he's not acting; he's just living. Yeah, he makes a lot of weird facial expressions. His name is Ben Wishaw. Wishaw. <laughs> <laughs> ben Wishaw. <laughs> um, anyway, that was really distracting. His name. Um, so. Where was I? Oh, he's, he smells this girl. She's a redhead. She's gorgeous. And he basically follows her until she's... Is she the one that starts taking a bath and then he gets up in her business? No, he's sitting No, she's sitting at a table. She Good sits boy. at a table, right. And he, he's he's, she sniffs. He sniffs her so hard he breaks her neck. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. As Chris texted, and we all thought he lentied her. Yeah. yeah, he patted her too hard. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it was so weird. And uh, this is the beginning. Also, this had uh, this is another trend of Miles movies. Listeners is <laughs> French period pieces around the turn yeah. of the century. Um, <laughs> I can't help that I like three movies that are in this genre. I text Miles. Uh, I text Miles. I go, man, you really love movies in the set here, huh? And he goes, I can't think of a single one that I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, I knew which one you were referring to. My favorite. Movie I was like, of how about time. these two other ones? And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I love those movies. Yeah, my favorite movie is called Brotherhood of the Wolf. It takes place during the same period of time. So I knew you were drawing the conclusion from that. But then you were like, but what about The Count of Monte Cristo? And I was like, what about it? Yeah! I just had to point that out. Sorry. No, you, you nailed it. That's it's. You got my number. <laughs> um, so he sniffs her till she dies. And which is like a silly way of putting what actually happens. He like snaps her neck accidentally. Um, and I think he, he like suffocates her, yeah, because she's screaming. So he puts his hand over her that's mouth it. and nose. And then he's waiting for people that are walking by to leave. But it takes so long that the girl just like goes limp in his arms. Yeah, yeah he, he does her in. 
And uh, not a horror movie, by the way. Just just these very strange murders happening. But it's not a horror movie. And then he, then he oddly sniffs her for like ten minutes. For like a long time. He's trying to like capture the smell off her buddy, but apparently, body smell disappears the second you die. It changes. You start to smell like a dead thing. <laughs> How are you arguing just because she died? This is a horror movie. Like yeah. <laughs> that all I'm gets, telling you, it's that not all a gets horror negated movie. by by the next scene where Dustin Hoffman shows up and acts like fucking Mrs. Doubtfire for forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, he escapes that situation. The coppers come. And he gets, uh, he goes to, or he gets beat up by his owner or something, not important. And he ends up taking a delivery to Dustin Hoffman, who's a perfume man. Yes, French Dustin Hoffman. Like, with no accent to be found. From this point in the film, they could have gone a completely different way with the ending and had it just straight up be like a Forrest Gump style tale about a man who made his, made his way in the world as a perfumer. And they could have just <laughs> followed that all the way to the end and maybe had him get arrested for accidentally killing that woman. But I mean, you could have just started with him being a perfumer, and that's why he has a strong nose, is because he's used to strong smells. Not, I was born in filth. <laughs> I was raised a peasant till I rose above. <laughs> I love it. I think it's perfect. Um so, as we said, Dustin Hoffman shows up. He's a perfumer. He's having a hard time because some real competition's coming in down the street. And they're c- coming up with smells that even he can't identify. And he's freaking out about it. He's like, they're going to be my ruin. And um, I kind of want to do that for a living. Be a perfumer. Like, I feel like if someone just trains me in how to do it, I can do it. Like, my nose, I have such a good nose. I don't know how to explain it to you guys other than... You didn't get everything you needed from this movie. You spray it on a handkerchief and you whip it it. in front of your face. (laughs) Waft it. (laughs) Waft it quick. I found Dustin Hoffman immensely entertaining in this movie. I thought he was great. I feel like you guys (laughs) might not feel that way, but I thought he was fantastic. I liked him. (laughs) Well, there are a few people in this, too people being the two biggest stars of the entire movie and neither one of them remember that they're supposed to have a french accent (laughs) (laughs) that being dustin hoffman and professor snape (laughs) alan rickman who clearly did this movie for a paycheck because his facial expression does not change his tone of voice does not change (laughs) nothing changes the entire time you know what? I actually love him in this movie. I, I do too. I think he does an amazing performance in this. Unironically, I love him. I thought he was great. He played like the concerned father very well, I thought. They have him like frantically panning over a garden thinking his daughter's lost and he's just going, Laura? <laughs> Laura? <laughs> he was preparing to be Snape. It was right around the same time. <laughs> He might have already been Snape at this point. Yeah, he no, he was. Yeah, he, Snape was almost over by this time. <laughs> he was snaping it up. Laura, <laughs> my Potter so. paychecks are coming to an end. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> come out of the hedge maze. <laughs> we haven't gotten to Laura yet. <laughs> so, um, bad guy Jean Baptiste. He goes and he delivers something to Dustin Hoffman, who wants to get a leather smell. So he gets some leather, and he's like, 
I've got the greatest sense of smell in the world. Like, all of a sudden he talks and he doesn't have a French accent for some parts of this. He sounds more like Cockney. But he, uh, so he's basically like, I have the best smeller in the world and you bottle smell. So if you could teach me how to bottle smell, I will do whatever you want. And he proves himself in a pretty well paced scene, I think, of like, okay, well, make me this. And he, like, puts all these smells together just by scent instead of measuring, and it turns yeah. out perfect. I actually like- I did when, love when Dustin Hoffman was screaming at him. He's like, you need to measure it. <laughs> He's like, you're an amateur. Yeah, I actually did really like this scene. This was a part of the, this was the point in the movie where I was like, okay, I'm invested in what's happening. Like, I'm interested to see where this goes. Up to this point, I was like, what in the hell did Miles have me watching? <laughs> I promise you guys, I wasn't trolling you this time. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is not a bad movie. No, it's it's weird. It is weird, and it's not a horror movie it's like not. we were expecting. But it's not a bad movie. It's just so it's one of those movies like Big Fish where you watch it and you're just like, why is there so much odd shit happening in what seems to be a realistic setting? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very strange. It's kind of offbeat. That's what I like about it. Is like they're really other than Big Fish. There is no movie like this movie, and Big Fish has a lot less murder. So, Secondhand like, lions. Is that what this is like, too? <laughs> it's just like a, an art of movie that we don't really see much of. Yeah. Ever. I feel like, was that movie Love and Monsters that you really like, Josh? Would you qualify that as like a movie kind of like this? I didn't watch that. I think Miles watched that. I, I want to see it, though. It I have good. no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Or maybe you saw it, Chris. Someone, <laughs> no, someone recommended it to me. Maybe it was maybe someone else. I thought you recommended it on this show. <laughs> no, no, I haven't watched it. Huh. No, I did look good. No, I don't think that's this type of movie. I recommend Love and Monsters. The Monster. is more like a, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next week. No, Love and Monsters. That's with the where the kid has to go out of quarantine to find his girlfriend or whatever, and there's monsters everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more like. Um, warm bodies type of movie i haven't seen that either silly it's like a horror comedy type of love story okay sorry back to back to this movie is not a horror movie it is not a horror movie so yeah but this is the point where (laughs) you say so willingly now but before we watched it (laughs) well i was you would not relent that it was (laughs) i was trying real hard guys i didn't want to be the guy who failed the assignment but it's a good thing we're drunk you're always the guy (laughs) i usually do it to be funny today i did it unironically (laughs) (laughs) but yeah (laughs) so this part of the movie is really where i was also invested was dustin hoffman was making smells and the smell that he couldn't figure out what it was, Jean-Baptiste recreates it perfectly. And Dustin Hoffman blinks, and then there's money signs on his eyeballs. And, uh, yeah, he basically is like, I'll teach you, kid. And the kid doesn't need any teaching at all. He just goes through it. Um, I feel, I think maybe something that was missing is that there weren't other like oddities to make it more understandable why this kid has a super sniffer. You know what I mean? Like, at least in Big Fish, he runs into, like, the circus full of, like, fucking weirdos and shit. Like, in this, it's just him. So that scene where he is picking out smells from individual bottles without even opening them up, it's like, 
smell doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, you can't aim it like a gun. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've paid attention to the rest of the movie, but until like this is the only time I that saw smell when he got up on that mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw when he got up on that mountain. Yeah, this is the only time it's unbelievable in this whole movie is right now. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he makes this deal with the understanding. He's like, "You will teach me how to bottle smell." So Dustin Hoffman gets an insane number of roses to make uh, rose essential oil. I thought that was super interesting as well. Yeah, I liked how there was like an evolution because at first he's like he's just teaching him how to mix, and then he's like, yeah, but you're not you're still not teaching me this like because he doesn't understand what he's asking. Mm-hmm. Oh Dustin yeah, Hoffman's just like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. <laughs> and he's like, I need to bottle the essence of something specific I smelled, and he's just like, oh okay, you can like es- extract stuff by boiling it, and he's like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's he does rose essential oil. My sister sells DoTerra, and a little tiny bottle of essential rose oil is like over a hundred dollars it's crazy how expensive that shit is so then dustin hoffman's here making gallon buckets of it <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool i don't know yeah his... i just love how quickly it went from rose buds to fucking For cat. A cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he he turns around dustin hoffman's shop and then we get like through all these montages eventually there's like a confrontation down where uh, he's taught him how to distill the essence, but he doesn't still fully understand conceptually what can be distilled. So he's distilling like copper and <laughs> a cat, a dead cat. Uh, and he's like, you smell this? It smells like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene where he was out. freaking out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> what does it smell like? Die! <laughs> Glass doesn't have smell. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine how cool this would be if this was like the origin of a supervillain. <laughs> I mean, it is. This is he is a supervillain by the end of this movie. Nah, I mean he goes on to fight a superhero. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. He fights Snape. He he does the Cruciatus curse, and the whole thing goes down. Half Blood Prince. He anyway. can smell a hero coming from five hundred clicks. <laughs> I just love how Dustin Hoffman's like, my fucking cat, bro. And he's just like, man, it doesn't smell like anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then he immediately falls ill. What the fuck was that? He teaches him something super important first. But yeah, he just gets sick and dies for... Well, no, he's... No, his building collapses. Yeah, his building collapses. No, I'm talking about the kid. I'm talking about the kid. He drops, like, he falls unconscious there. Oh, you're right. And is, like, almost about to die. And then he's like, hey, I grew up in this place called Greens, and it's the m- place that has the most smells in the world. If anyone can teach you how to f- capture essence, it's going to be the people there. And then they're like, within a week, he was cured. <laughs> it's, it's like, why? Because he got some good news? Like, he fell deathly ill with gross fucking open wounds all over his body because he couldn't capture essence. Yeah. And then when he told there was hope, he was like, oh, there's me spinach. <laughs> I've lost my will to live. That's basically what happens, yeah. Um, yeah, he straight up pad made himself. <laughs> the uh, the main thing that he learns from that guy, though, is that there's 13 pieces to a good smell. Like 13 little vials. 
and then some t- or there's 12 and then you put in a 13th note to like sign it essentially and uh so he's like okay i gotta get 13 smells to make the perfect smell and uh exile 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 to the <laughs> cave cave of wonders yeah. what was that about that was like when luke went into the fucking swamp on dagobah <laughs> exile <laughs> exile <laughs> He's on his way to Greens, which is like the promised land for smell, apparently. <laughs> and he stops in a cave. He has like a Lord of the Rings walk through the fucking mountains. And he, he sleeps in this cave. And it was like, hey, this is the first time he's never smelt anything. And then he slept for months on end <laughs> and wakes up with like the weakest beard ever. <laughs> And has a freak out in the rain because he lost his own smell from being in a smellless environment too long. And it's like, motherfucker, you would stink like you've never smelt before. <laughs> you've been sleeping in a cave for months. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I love how he freaks out in the cave and is like, where is my smell? <laughs> He's like rubbing his body and shoving his hands in his face like when someone tries to cup a fart. <laughs> <laughs> so he eventually comes down from the mountain and he goes to the town he's supposed to go to. <laughs> if you couldn't think this man could look any creepier when his hair grows out and his beard grows out and he's filthy and in rag clothes, he's and <laughs> the looks on his face get even creepier than they were the whole movie especially as he stares at a woman from behind a post <laughs> as she drives by in her carriage that's when we are introduced to snape and his daughter the laura main protagonists of the movie come um, out of the hedge maze laura so <laughs> snape is like the head of a committee that like is the government of whatever town they're in the committee of old white men is in order <laughs> put on your wigs and let's to begin and uh yeah i assume he has to be some sort of royalty or mayor or something like that because he lives in like a mansion he's got a pretty daughter who's all dressed up all the time and like he, he has a summer home he escapes to at one point <laughs> that's true he does have a summer home yeah he uh so he's he's highfalutin and he's also the most overprotective father in history which is which is good to a degree it's understandable there's a killer on the loose yes so (laughs) um is the next person that he ends up working on this like farm this lavender farm making smells and um he stalks a girl in the lavender that he eventually kills and they like teach him how to make smells in a big giant X Men water tube. A vat. A vat. Yeah. Have you ever seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro as Frankenstein? Long time as ago. the monster. Yeah. It, this scene reminded me of that because in that he's working on these big like glass and copper tanks, mm-hmm. and it's like the same time setting. It looked very like uh, very creepy science, old school science. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and uh, it's like I think they have like tulips or something in it at first, and then he replaces them with a naked girl's body. How he got across a farm that is like a kind of farm that employs lots of people. How he got past all of them with a naked farm girl, I do not know. 
Then he puts it. Dude, he's like fucking Batman once he gets to this town. Yeah. (laughs) They're doing everything they can to stop him from killing people. There's curfews. There's windows boarded shut. He's snatching motherfuckers left and right. (laughs) (laughs) He smells his way right to him. The best solution is he smells it. So he does. He starts. uh, The first experiment is putting that girl in the tube. And uh, this really. I think she was a prostitute, right? No, not this one. The next one. Not yet. This uh, he like, there's like this. His boss is a real dickhead, and his boss like takes some of the liquid out without seeing what's in it, and he goes, "What does this smell like to you?" And he goes, "Nothing." So he's like, "I guess your experiment failed." So then he's like, "I have to come up with a more scientific way to save stinks." So he goes to see a prostitute, and he covers her in lotion, and like scrapes it off her it's skin slowly. Animal and stuff. fat. Animal fat. Yes. Uh, delectable butter <laughs> yeah because that's what they were doing at the place he was working they're they're filling these tanks and and ex- doing extraction but they're also like covering canvas with animal fat and then putting flowers in it to like suck the smell out of the flowers the technical uh, okay. process melt, is then they're gonna melt down the fat to create perfume basically the technical process is called unflourage if you were wondering a big sticking point with me though is that the the main towns the the town's economics seem to rely on the perfume company (laughs) and them making perfume at no point when they find 12 naked female bodies laying around does anyone go they're covered in animal fat Maybe it has to do with that one place in town where they use a lot of animal fat. <laughs> Maybe it could be one of those people. Like, never once did they're just like, oh, look at this clean, naked body. It's like, you have any idea how hard it would be to get all that oil off of somebody's skin, especially back then when there's no running water? Yeah. This is not a horror movie, folks. It might sound like <laughs> it because... That's not horrific. It's just weird. <laughs> he, it, it's real weird. He goes to this prostitute. Oh, and he also cuts the girl's hair. Or I guess this is where he learns to do that. So he goes to this prostitute and he pulls out a knife and she's like, uh-uh, no way, Jose. And he bops her in the head and kills her. And he, like, cuts all of her hair out and, like, scrapes all the animal fat off her skin and wrings her hair. It's so gross. And he uh, he goes on a killing spree. Yeah, he like covers them in like a like cloth. He like almost wraps them up like a mummy that's covered in fat, and then scrapes it all off him after. It's really weird looking. And f- deflorage, is that what you call it? <laughs> anyway, enflorage. Enflorage. Word of the day. Um, okay, so he goes on a killing spree. Where it's a lot of just like women who look over their shoulders and their eyes get wide, and then there's another dead body. <laughs> it's very like comical though. That's why it's definitely not a horror, <laughs> not movie. A horror movie. There's like this upbeat music and shit, like Mouse Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the stupidity of this like city council being like, "There's a madman," and then he snatches another chick, and they're like. We don't know how he's doing it. Snatches another chick. Like, even the nuns aren't safe. Snatches a nun. (laughs) (laughs) They're all redheads, though. He has a thing for redheads. So there's one really pretty redhead in town, and it happens to be Snape's daughter. Laura. 
Laura. <laughs> Laura. So, there's actually twins there too, two redheaded twins, and then I'm, Laura. I'm calling and, my shot that that because this dude's obsessed with redheads is 100 percent why Miles picked this movie. It might have something to do with it too. I really relate to this guy. So, <laughs> um, you, I've noticed because I li- I have to listen to all these episodes to edit, is that you relate you you f- do look for characters that you relate to a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what life's all about. That- Find yourself in the art, bro. <laughs> um, so there's like a maze. It's at night. Snape is entertaining. And Laura goes into the maze, and so do these two twin Laura. girls. Laura. And somebody tries to get down with Laura, and she gets away, and then there's murdering. That, that was the weird scene, too. Like, yeah, there's this, like, prince or something she's supposed to be, like, wed off to. And he was like, you look beautiful. Would you accept my necklace? And then uh, she, like, oddly looks at her friends, and her one friend's like, who wants to play hide-and-seek? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was because he wanted to kiss her. Maybe that was. He was it. going yeah. in for it for sure. But then, uh, and then everybody, including the adults, went and played hide and seek in the in the maze. This party maze, was lit. For, yeah, they were having a good time. I That's liked, what the I, maze is for. Uh, I will say, the only part of this movie that was even remotely scary or menacing was the part in the maze. Yep, but it's not a horror movie. Because this is the only time where it kind of feels like one. It's the only time, and the very beginning of the movie. There's the only two times where it even like seems horror esque. But he gets the twin girls. The Laura gets away because Snape does Accio with his wand, and he pulls Laura right Laura. up to where he is. And uh, then the twins get it. They're both bald and naked and covered in animal fat. And he gets all. Yeah, of them how do you get Laura. them both at the same time? He smelled carrying them under it. his arms like barrels of beer. Gave, <laughs> gave him the wombo combo. <laughs> like how's he's just he's huck, he's huffing, man. He must have cardio for days. Kidnapping two unconscious chicks and carrying them all the way back to his house without getting noticed. He can yeah. breathe deeper than any human being because of his addiction to scent. <laughs> he probably can. Um. So then he's down to he's got his twelve girls. All were virgins except for the prostitute. And there's like, if you're listening to him talk about the 13 notes and what each of them are, there's always going to be one that's a little stanky in there. So that's his (laughs) prostitute. And the rest of them are redheaded virgins. And he needs that one smell. He knows exactly who it is. It's Laura. It's got to be Laura. And Snape sees him coming (laughs) a mile away. He's like, oh, hell no. So Snape grabs his daughter and runs into the countryside. Yeah, there was the city council. City council gets word that somebody like confessed to these murders, so they get word of that. And Snape's like, "No, this doesn't." Oh my make god! In the sense. church, this isn't true. In the church, <laughs> the bishop's like, "Hallelujah, <laughs> we are saved." <laughs> yeah, and Snape's immediately like, "No, this no, these facts don't line up." And they're like, "We don't give a fuck." <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, fuck this." And they they literally start like partying in the streets. <laughs> And Laura's out there dancing, and Snape's like, what the fuck are you doing? Slap to the face. <laughs> and he drags yeah, her into the countryside. She was trying yep. to get so, lit yeah. up. Yeah, they escape. There, There's a ruse of one team goes off this way, one team goes off the other. Who went where? Could they be captured? Could they be followed? And fucking homeboy 
busts out the gates and he's like, where'd they go? And the guys are like, they went that way. And he's like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the best part of the scene, as we've already discussed. He climbs a fucking mountain and sniffs the biggest sniff he's ever sniffed. And the camera, like shoots down the mountain and across these fields. It, like, changes, like, four different topographies <laughs> <laughs> and fucking finds them at this. And he's like, oh, they're this way. <laughs> it's so amazing. I, wa- so. I wanted that freaking music from Gladiator whenever he's, like, in the field with his <laughs> wife. <laughs> I, I, <and> y'all. <laughs> So he runs them down. They stay at like inns and stuff and they like they do the old switcheroo with rooms and shit to make sure no one can get to him, get to her. He almost gets to her a few times, I feel like, but not quite. He's on their tail the whole time. That was Alan Rickman's best scene where the lady's like, this is your room and has lots of windows and a view of the ocean. And he's like, yeah, I guess that'll be all right. Is there a room for me right next door? And she's like. Yeah, but the view's garbage. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, if you were below him, he was a real asshole in this movie. <laughs> but also, if you're trying to stop your daughter from getting m- murdered or kidnapped, maybe give her the windowless room. <laughs> like, <laughs> that thing had windows on fucking three sides. <laughs> Easy for her kidnapping. Yeah, and he doesn't get her, though. I don't remember why he doesn't get her exactly. He does get her. Oh, he does get her. That's where he gets her, at the inn or at the, their yeah, summer Yeah, at the inn. Oh, man. He says, he goes, we're going to take a boat tomorrow to this island, and then within a couple of days you'll be married to what's-his-name, and you'll be safe because he has guards and stuff because he's royalty. And she's like, I don't want to marry that dude. And he's like, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then he locks her in her room. Which, you know, you'd think if you were so upset and paranoid and anxious that your daughter's going to get murdered and you, to the point where you're locking her in her room for safety, maybe you'd be vigilant enough to wake up when somebody sneaks into your room and steals the key that is literally like two inches away from your face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's And then sneaks sneak. back, <laughs> sneaks in, takes the key, goes in your daughter's room. She wakes up and doesn't scream for no reason. He kills her. Does his whole steal in her fat thing and then puts the key back where it was. <laughs> like Alan, Rick, Alan Rickman wakes up and the key's right there again. Like, homeboy, he was all up in your grill. He probably did stuff to your mouth while you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, Josh. So he makes the perfect perfume, he's got all the scents he needs makes the perfect perfume and that's when the 5-0 kicks down the door with alan rickman and he gets grabbed by the coppers but somehow he's in the woods yeah he's doing it like oh he's, he's doing it like right outside of the resort yeah. <laughs> he's mixing up his shit and he's all happy about it and uh and the cops just roll up in the woods and like don't fucking move and he's like ah shit <laughs> <laughs> they don't do they explain where he hides the vial of perfume because i feel like they, they don't. Don't. They yeah, don't. he just puts it in his pocket, and then th- they arrest him. I was and pretty somehow surprised. It never falls out. I was pretty surprised that he was able to find. Well, not that he was able to find her, because we did get an entire scene explaining that. <laughs> but I was surprised that he ended up killing her after being thwarted like four different times. Like there was one scene where she was walking down the alley, uh, 
I think it was before or it was after the dancing scene, I believe, but she's walking down an alley and he's literally at the end of the alley and she almost walks up to him and her father. Oh uh, yeah. It was after he had slapped her and called her a whore. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And then just goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The, just the points where he's, he's just like, come on, come on. <laughs> it just doesn't work out. It's like, Drat, got me again. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Ca- cartoon villain status. Yes, he's oh, this guy is so animated, but also so 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 creepy. Uh, but it's not a horror movie. So he um, he goes to jail or whatever. the The bishop's got everybody in town. We're all standing around this place where you're gonna get decapitated. The coppers. That come scene to- where he's describing to him like what he's gonna do. Yeah. Like, he's like, "Why'd you kill your daughter?" And he's like, "Ah, eh, she was she, she was smelled good." <laughs> and he's like apparently the the main way of execution at this time in France was to put someone like on a cross break all their legs and then like just leave them there to die yeah like break their arms and their legs break every joint in their body and uh so he's like whispering to him basically like they're gonna break all your limbs and then I'm gonna climb up there and fucking like watch you die. It was like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the best like that's why they cast Rickman. That monologue was fucking sharp. It was awesome. But and it's all like old English. <laughs> he's just so stone faced all the time too. It's so good. Um Laura. The uh Laura Laura. <laughs> come out of the maze, Laura. So the cops come to get him to crucify him. And out of nowhere, he has his little perfume bottle. <laughs> he pulls it. He pulls it out of like the wall. <laughs> he just opens it, and everybody stops. And then it cuts to Alan Rickman, and everybody's getting all excited and amped up to kill this guy. And he comes out. There's of- like a coliseum full of people, like Gladiator, like Chris wanted. Yep. <laughs> there were hundreds of people at this thing, and uh, he steps out, and he's dressed like. Is he dressed fancy, or am I thinking of Django Unchained? Yeah, no, he's dressed fancy. I think he stole that guy's clothes and shows up on, like, a horse and carriage. And he gets out, and he walks up to where the hangman was, or the executioner, and what does he do? Does he do the, like, the flip of the handkerchief, or... Well, he has, like, a dab on him, and the fucking executioner is like, this man is innocent! <laughs> <laughs> like, throws down his mallet, and then they're like, oh, like what? And then, yeah, that's when he starts his, his handkerchief nonsense <laughs> and just starts fucking working this crowd. Yeah, they they treat him like he's Jesus, which I think is also part of why the cross thing, and they're just, like, holding their arms up to him. Everybody's just in love with him. And Snape's like he's hitting him in waves. <laughs> yeah, he he like he does like the evangelist guys on the internet. <laughs> and um, I don't is this is the point where everybody gets down, right? Yeah, the the like cardinal or whatever he is is like this man is an angel, <laughs> <laughs> and then they all start fucking <laughs> everybody except for Alan Rickman. <laughs> Yes, Alan Rickman is fueled by hate, and he does not succumb. But you did hear that right. The entire, all of these hundreds of people have an orgy as the climax of this movie. Let's start an orgy. An orgy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we've, we've, uh, I don't think we've truly described, like, the, 
the quality of this movie. Like, this is a foreign film and it wasn't big here, but this had a lot of production. There are a lot of grand stages and big set pieces and lots of, like, people in costume and stuff. And this scene literally has hundreds of people all in 1700s garb just stripping down and getting it on <laughs> even the fucking cardinals getting some the cardinal <laughs> is a key component to the scene which lasts for like probably five minutes six minutes a bit yeah. you're not gonna like, get that many people naked and not give them the proper amount of screen time <laughs> this is the point in the movie where i had recognized the egg on as far away from a coherent ending as humanly possible <laughs> and where I pretty much checked out of the film. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, there's like 40 minutes left of this film <laughs> from this point. It's almost at the end. But um, yeah, so you end up with an entire city's worth of naked men and women laying around and that's the boob report. It could have done that about a hundred times in this movie. This movie is full of naked women. Most of them are not attractive because they're dead. They would be attractive if they were alive, but they're dead and naked. So you're supposed to trick your brain into not thinking there's a live naked girl on the ground there. Anyway, boobs. So that's the boob report. Um, Alan Rickman comes marching down onto the dais where Jean-Baptiste is watching everybody get down. And Snape's like, you won't get me, mister. And then he falls to his knees and he goes, I'm sorry forgive me and uh your god is dead bow to the <laughs> bow to my nose i will i'll read y'all i'll give you a little peek behind the curtain i'll read chris's reaction because he was live texting us during this <laughs> orgy scene he said what am i watching right now oh no <laughs> And then said, in all caps, not the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> uh, and Miles said, told you there was no way you'd predict the you'd predict the ending. He said, hmm, French people are stupid as fuck, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this movie should have ended when he got captured. <laughs> Uh, and then says, okay, that wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a horror movie. So they, uh, yep. Then he realizes he's God because John Hurt tells us this dude is God now because he made the perfect smell and he gets tired of being God. So he dumps it all on himself and gets eaten by the people who lived in the fish market where he was born. Bruh. Yeah. He basically had the realization that like. He could do anything he wanted with this this chemical and make anyone do anything. But because of it, he no one would ever truly love him because like his anything he gets would just be because of this. And was like, What's the point of living if no one will ever love me? <laughs> which isn't they don't which he doesn't say because his character doesn't say anything really ever. It's just John Hurt just telling you basically, but it's kind of out of nowhere. It's like he wanted to create the perfect thing, so he just had no reason to live anymore, I guess. Like he accomplished his goal. Pretty much. And he, yeah, he and dumped he, all the he woman oil He gets eaten by himself. poor people. <laughs> he gets eaten by poor people. They literally tear him apart and eat him. 
What? In the fish market where he was born. <laughs> what I don't like about people getting eaten in movies is that there's always a crowd of people around them, and you can tell some of them aren't even trying to get in there. You know, like their arms are just like out in front of them, w- wiggling around over other people. There's no way they could get to them, but I just feel like it's it takes me out of it to see people just like not invested in being a character that wants to eat another person. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. They didn't even leave anything. There weren't even bones. Nothing. Yeah, there was like a few scraps of clothes that children eventually show up and play with for a second. (laughs) Yeah, and that is uh, Perfume, the story of a murderer, which is not a horror movie. I thought it was kind of a shit ending, but I don't know if I only thought that because the timer stopped running on Pluto. So I, the whole, whole time that it, that it was happening, I was like, how the fuck is there 45 minutes left in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits started rolling, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I watched this. This was the first thing I ever watched on Pluto TV. And I was excited about it because I'd heard it was about a guy with a really good sense of smell, and it was a serial killer thing. So I was like, all right, cool. And then I watched it, and I was so pissed by the ending. I was like... How could they end the movie in an orgy? That is not at all like this is supposed to be a horror movie. And I remember it being a horror movie, but I was upset that it didn't end in like a horror way. So then I was like, fuck that movie. And I had to watch it with commercials. Fuck that movie. And then I proceeded to think about this movie every day for months. I just like, I don't know. This movie really struck a chord with me. So I was like, we got to do that. And basically since November, I've been like, yeah, we should do that. And then it just hasn't happened. But it has happened today on Drunk on Drama. (laughs) What what did did. you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, it was a movie. Um, I don't know. If I would recommend, I don't know who I would recommend this film to, to be honest with you. Um, Like, it does a lot of different things because it's like a Forrest Gump type tale. But the ending is so out of whack with the rest of the film, I feel like, that it just kind of honestly... Like, I really would, if I was going to recommend someone watch this movie, I would recommend ending it once it gets captured. And just assuming that he is executed because like, it's just so <laughs> it's so offbeat and just so out there that it really just killed any kind of momentum I had for this film. Like up to this point, I was like, okay, fair enough. Like it's not a horror movie, but I'm not hating it. But yeah, I just, I really did not like the ending and it was just like very overindulgent, like self-indulgent for how long that scene went on. Like the gigantic orgy. I was like, dude, this is just, like, I don't even understand why this is in here in the first place, but the amount of time that they're taking on it <laughs> and just like throughout the course of the movie, the amount of time where we had like a long sniffing scenes, like really long. It's like yeah. the, no, they needed someone to come in and rein whoever was in charge of that in and be like, dude, we are not going to have a 45 second sniff scene every time he does something. Dude, what, think about all the sniffing that got left on the cutting room floor. This dude was sniffing women weird for hours and hours of production of this movie. <laughs> it's not even a necessary plot point. Like, he doesn't have to have super smell for this movie to even work. 
he could just be a pure perfumist who loves beautiful scents and then smells a beautiful woman and is like, I want to capture that scent and then becomes a serial killer. Like him having some fucking supernatural (laughs) ability to smell is it like it adds such a weird element to a normal movie. And then at the end, it's real weird. The (laughs) The scene that pops to mind, Josh, is when he sees the dead rat. And he smells the maggots inside of it. And it's like, why are you showing me this? <laughs> like, what purpose does this serve in the storytelling? I mean, he was literally born smelling. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's hours old and snatches a kid's finger and sniffs it. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm not going to trash this movie and be like, this movie sucked. Because it didn't. Like, it was well shot. Uh, the acting... I actually liked the acting. I thought the characters all did a pretty good job. But Laura. Laura. But I just felt like the script went fucking insane. <laughs> and it was just so, like... I don't know. I think somewhere in there, there's, like, a really good compelling movie. But it just got lost in whatever the ending was. Um, and, you know, you said... You made a point that... There's no way I would guess what the ending is, which I don't think in this case is a positive because the ending <laughs> makes no fucking sense. So, like, yeah. you're right. I wouldn't guess it because it's a nonsense ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It is a nonsense ending. <laughs> but that being said, it's not the worst movie that we've seen on this show, and I don't even know if it's in the bottom <laughs> bottom two right now. Like, no, but I bet you could pick the person that did pick the worst movie. <laughs> yep. I still think Skinner Marink was worse than Lamageddon, but, no. eh, you know. You guys couldn't even, anyway, we don't need to argue nope. about it again. Uh, <laughs> so, I liked this movie a lot, and the reason I like it is because it stuck with me, not because I thought the ending was great. But it's actually based on a novel, and uh, oh, I, I gotta to pick that up. <laughs> I always wanted to read it because apparently that's like a serial killer novel. And um, then I watched the TV version of it on Netflix. They have a series called Perfume that is like a cult of rich kids in modern day times who read that book and are obsessed with the character. So they start killing people and making perfume out of them. Who's in it? Ron Weasley? They're all French. I have no idea. I watched part of it, and it got a little too intense for me. Like, spoiler alert, if you wanted to watch it, one of the moments that really fucked with me is someone gave herself an abortion with a knitting needle. So Jesus. Yeah, that was about as... That was when I was like, I tap out. I'm done. Like, women getting their hair ripped out is pretty rough, but then that's too much. So, but it was good up to that point (laughs) so but either way like this this story lives on it's also like a a cop drama where they're trying to figure out who this cult of kids are but yep so that's perfume Perfume. what do we want to rate this bad boy sense (laughs) it's got to be sniffs sniffs sense all right How many sniffs are we giving this? <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Laura. That's way better. We should do a Laura. How many Lauras do yeah. you guys give this movie? 
Uh, I give it a four. I thought it was a really well-made movie, production value-wise. Um, no detail was uh, was skipped over there, and I mean, it was a fun time. It's just not a. It's just not a horror movie, and I was I was hoping it was going to be. Me too. Um, so, yeah, but it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. So yeah, yeah, it deserves a solid four. I'd. Yeah, like Chris said, I don't know who I would tell to watch this, but <laughs> if, if for some reason somebody asked me about it, I'd And you'll remember details if they ask you about it. They're like, yeah, you ever yeah. seen that? You're like, have I? I know every beat of this movie. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> if someone asked me about this movie from 2006 that was like yeah. internationally made that I had never heard of outside of Miles telling me about it. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. What do you um, think of it, Chris? I'm gonna give it a two. I oh. like I it probably would be closer to a four if the ending wasn't so absurd. I just it really killed it for me. And then like after the orgy scene, I was like, Alright, well what are they gonna do now? And then he feeds himself <laughs> to the homeless people in the fishmongers quarter and I'm like, dude, what like did they run out of funding for this film at the end <laughs> and just start making shit up? Like who is like green light this ASAP? Let's get this made. And does this happen in the book? And if so, this is one of those times where you're allowed to diverge from the source material <laughs> to make it not stupid. <laughs> I gave you permission. So I will give it a two. Um, just because I don't know, like if a movie's going to be 147 minutes, it better like be worth it for me to get to the ending. And I felt like the ending was not worth it. So like that pissed me off and any movie that does that pisses me off, not just this one. So uh, I did actually like the concept though of him making perfumes out of them and then creating the 13th cent, like the, or the, the final one. Um, but I just didn't like what they did with it. It should not. I don't think it needed to have a supernatural connotation. I think it would have been better for it to have been just like a personal trophy for him. Yeah, I think that just would have. Yeah, made when the he story was done better. collecting it, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that he was putting this together to control the masses. Right. <laughs> the put one cent to rule them all. Who would be his nemesis, though? Oh, I also give it a four. Anyway, who would be his nemesis <laughs> if, like, this was a supervillain? Like, who would it, would it be, like, another sense-themed person? Like, he can hear everything. He can hear you smelling. <laughs> Some sort of taste hero. <laughs> <laughs> Licks the air. His nemesis would 100% be Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he moves like Batman and everything. It'd be a perfect match for each other. Okay. Yeah. I do find with long movies like this, I'm always sitting there, like, go looking at what could have been cut to be like, how could we have made this a tighter, not 240, <laughs> you know, to watch? Like, this movie totally could have been two hours. There's enough shit in there that they could have chopped out where this could be uh, a lot easier digested. Yeah. I agree. I feel like that's the running theme with most of the movies that we review. review. The thing is, when it gets to past the two-hour mark, then it gets really, really noticeable, the stuff that could be yeah. like cut. like it, it amplifies it exponentially. 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, I got to give him props though, like for good set design, cinematography and acting like that. I was cool with all of that. And I was intrigued in the story up to that point, but it just, yeah, it just threw me so much that I was like, ah, I'm off this ride. I'm ready for it to be over. Here's 30 more minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, can't win them all. You can't always pick a horror movie. You can. I just didn't. So <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> it's a horror movie. <laughs> well, like I don't know. I I really did remember it having a lot more horror elements to it than it did, especially after watching the show, which is like who done it, where people get tortured and shit. So, well, it's one of those things too, where you can see like how much music plays a part in it. If they were playing very ominous music at certain scenes, what he's doing would have seemed much more ominous. Yeah. But the music was very lighthearted for someone doing such serious shit. Yeah, like like I said, that uh that hedge maze scene could have been really scary if they had put paired the right like sound design with it. Like Yeah. Well, uh, like the killing montage. It's like happy, like silly, how is he getting away with this type of music? And it's like, if that had been like dark, ominous music, they could have really made something creepy out of it. Yeah. I want to see a Halloween. Everybody's working for the weekend. I want to see the Halloween Horror Nights house for Jean-Baptiste. He comes in and just smells you for five minutes before the thing starts. It's like, I will hunt you through the maze. Lara. Lara. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you're enjoying our witty banter, you might consider purchasing some of our sweet, sweet merch. That's hhpod.threadless.com. Get yourself a shirt. Pretty cool shirts. And Get we have socials. Swag and sosh. Swag. Get soshed up. Get some drip on you. Hell Those are H at on H on H pod. There it is. Ayo. Everything. Ayo. Think of a website. H on H pod. <laughs> yep. righty, folks. Remember, life is tough, so why not get drunk on drama? I didn't rehearse that. I just did it. I just did it. Not a horror movie. (laughs) Not a horror movie. Yeah. This is not a horror movie. (laughs) Let me try that again, actually. Not a horror movie. (laughs) 